0: That's stamps.com. Code program.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast on tour. But this time, the tour is something excellent, Tom Bellingham, because we are here. At Red Bull HQ, we've just witnessed the car launch. We have. And look at this backdrop. Look,
2: just, I am in Wonderland, Tommy, and I think you might well be too. This is just the coolest place, like, to have, to be this close to Formula One cars. I love this, the way this looks like real-life model cars, the way they're all in, like, little boxes and stuff. Very cool. Love
1: it. It's incredibly cool. Um, What isn't so cool is that we've already done this podcast (laughs) and we've had to do it again um because technical things yeah but it doesn't matter because we're still absolutely buzzing and we're going to tell you everything you need to know about what has gone on at this red bull car launch and first and foremost let's start because we can't start with questions from you because technically it hasn't happened we are in the future right now because everything's embargoed we can't just go straight live with this so we have done our own questions so this one well actually it's just first thoughts so i guess the first initial thoughts tommy the car is literally just over there. We're looking at it. That's actually a show car, but you know, there's, there's still, uh, it was still over there where it was unveiled and it's a thing of beauty, obviously. It's a Red Bull. You ca- countlessly say every single year that they don't need to change anything. It's Red Bull. It's their, you know, it's their branding. It's yeah. their livery. It's, it's like a Ferrari at this stage, right? They wouldn't change it to something crazy, even though in the background we have things like the camo livery over there, which is obviously amazing and, and whatnot. But yeah, first thoughts, filth.
2: Yeah, livery wise, I mean, livery wise is the same as all these, which is no surprise. But like I've said before, it's that brand identity. I think the livery is perfect and they don't need to change it, basically. And, uh, you know, you think back to kind of, because I'm ancient, Vodafone, McLaren, Mercedes is a great example that you are they did ancient. that year after year after year. And I remember being on Twitter and people were like, oh, it's the same, it's the same, it's the same. But now you ask anyone, what's one of the most banging liveries ever people will say that and part of that is because it's been used multiple times and it's become iconic and this red bull livery like is a modern like iconic livery now it's classic and I, I just i do think it is genuinely really cool like the the red bull logos pop on the on the mat it's it's awesome and then the car itself uh even for technical plebs like us We can tell it's different which is quite a scary thought if they've improved on last year yes we'll get on
1: to exactly how scared i am a little bit later on Uh, but this question comes in from matt p1 gallagher oh okay Was this the best car launch this year for me absolutely uh not just because we were here and we got (laughs) to see it in the flesh but they did almost exactly what we said a formula one car launch should be apart from going out on track but when, uh, away from the car launch um, that you would have seen, they did actually fire up an old school Red Bull uh, yes. for a little while, uh, which was absolutely music to my ears. Um, it was incredible. But then just the, the the chit-chat, I know for a fact that some people would be like, it was a bit long, you know, they're chatting away. But David Coulthard, that man has got a seductive kind of tone. He's, he's very yeah. easy to listen to. Adrian Newey is a very you know, distinctive uh, person. Yes, Marty, I, love I love hearing listening stories. To. Um, yeah. yeah. And then Christian Horner as well, like it's it's uh, an overall, I thought it was an interesting chat, looking back at the history of Rebel, 20 years. Yeah. How's, how have they been around 20 years? Yeah, oh. Oh, 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 oh. hold on. Okay. Okay. This could are, make it interesting. We're going into a car launch again.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've, there'll be a lot of people saying I'm a massive hypocrite because I said, oh, the, you, you said you didn't mind the quick videos and I don't, but. This event is to celebrate 20 years of Red Bull's Formula 1 team, which, like you say, makes me feel incredibly old that they're uh, an, a, you know, a team that have been around that long. One thing I will just mention while it's in my head is that um, Red Bull Racing used to be Stewart, and uh, we met Jackie Stewart's grandson, who, shout out if he's watching because he, yes. he likes the P1 podcast, uh, and Paul Stewart as well, um, came and had a chat with us, which was amazing and really, really cool but um yeah the fact that they're like celebrating the history of this team it's cool to have a big event when it's an anniversary and a a celebration so they put on an an amazing show the video that did 20 years of formula one Mm. i mean you went you you said to me afterwards you're like that's a video like it was was very 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 cool
1: and the thing is as well i guess with the position that Rebel are currently in right now, they're winning everything. So they can actually show the lows and quite a few yes. lows they put in the highs. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, because, well, they can show the sort of journey that they've gone through um i did love how they you know they had the multi-21 stuff in there yeah, they, they yeah. threw everything in they there. did yeah um so it was quite a, an honest look back really at what red bull had been through near the, they kind of were building up then a bit of success and then of course the mercedes era, again, and then, and then yeah. back to success again so, so i thoroughly enjoyed it this next question comes in from tom p1 gallagher no tom p1 bellingham <laughs> <laughs> this this lighting is throwing me off um why did red bull do one like this and others didn't
2: because it's the twentieth anniversary. If you can
1: still see us, by the way, the lighting is changing all the time. It hasn't been changing this entire time, but now because we've started filming our second recording of this podcast, they've decided Matt and Tommy can do it. in the This dark. is
2: why we don't go outside.
1: Yes, because it's much easier at home. Anyway,
2: uh, yes, because it is the anniversary that they've been. Uh, I can see all the boards around, you know, with the twentieth anniversary Lego, twenty years of Red Bull culture in racing. They're kind of they they're really celebrating the fact that they were this essential. Essentially, like a bit of not—it's unfair to say a joke team, but I think a lot of Formula One teams. If you think the mid-2000s, very corporate, you know, corporate, and kind of you had the Ron Dennises and and like that in Formula One, and Red Bull came in and they're like. We're an energy drink brand. Oh, this is you know we're going we were to be a bit at silly, at it, they, and start. you know they had a Star Wars livery and they had a Superman livery, and all. And they yeah they were laughed at. And one thing that David Coulthard mentioned was you know they were the first team to invite everyone, uh, like open their motorhome up and energy station to say like well, you know whatever team you work for come in come have and a drink. have a Red Bull. Yeah. Come and um, have, a, have a
1: sip of this energy drink. <laughs> yeah, You exactly. need it working in the F1 paddock.
2: Yeah, and. Yeah, they, they've kind of changed the game and they're celebrating that fact. So I think it's been a, a really cool event. And of course we would say that because we're here, but it, it, was, it was really, really cool. Loved it.
3: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
1: Now, before we get into the second half of us enjoying ourselves at the Red Bull car launch, we were given an exciting opportunity to chat for a few minutes with Sergio Perez. Unfortunately, the audio went a little bit weird, but hopefully you can forgive us.
0: He has done a tremendous job, you know, considering how competitive we were last year and changing the world. So that's something huge you know, and huge for, for our team. And you just see hungry
1: everyone is here. And what is it like, uh, I guess, having that off-season, sometime, I imagine, the chilly chilling now, to so then build up to the season again. Do you still get those butterflies, that excitement
0: when you see the glory Yeah, definitely, you know, it's a massive lot. Only and it's time you see when you open for me whatever you do about us, rain so yeah,
1: it is a great. I didn't So having a bit of time out of the car and then getting in, I guess, the Shakedown or, or first lap of the year, do you go October? Oh, that's fast again, isn't
0: it? Did, uh, did it? did it catch you by surprise as soon as going to lap? Yeah, the first two or three laps is like, ah, lots of breaks and so on. But then it, it all gets back to normal. Uh, at the end of the whole, you're a bit sore from the whole body. It doesn't matter how much training you've done, you will always still be a bit sore. Uh, but it's a spot.
1: I was going to say, because you're training and you can't really prepare yourself to be thrown around in the forward run car. But I guess you've been hanging weights off your neck and things like yeah, that. Yeah, where Is that your least favorite ever
0: yeah. yeah, the neck, you know, because once we always have like a huge neck through the system. And um, yeah, they, every time you turn around, it feels like you're moving a lot of muscles. <laughs> so when you are in off season, finally, you are relaxed, your muscles are relaxed. But when you're still training the, the neck, it's like always a little bit of pain hidden. <laughs> If
1: we spoke to Danny Rick recently, and he said that he genuinely has trouble sleeping because of how thick his neck
0: might uh, yeah. Do you find this? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, once you start training uh, the neck, thing it's a very different part of the uh, body. It
1: it'll do training. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely not. And one final thing. Uh, we've asked all the drivers we have had on the podcast. What is one Formula One rule that you would change if you were in charge? What would be the one rule you'd change?
0: Um, routine. I had answered a good question. There are so many things I would like to change. on um, probably reduce them on the of braces with it. Yeah, yeah Also, know. not too do I think twenty
1: would be a great number. twenty. Yeah. All right, perfect. Deco, thanks for taking that. I appreciate you. it. This next question comes in from Matt P1 Bellingham. Oh. Wow, lots of lots of different variations. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on what Adrian said? Now, I found this. Um, this was the petrifying part. This was the scary part. This was the. This could be 24 wins out of 24 kind of part when adrian's mentioned about you know uh, the car in the simulator and then they th- put it out in, in shakedown and things were looking correlated to what they saw in the simulations that is petrifying the fact that they have been improving from last year's car they said that last year as well that they weren't even expecting to be dominant and then <laughs> they'd had the most dominant season in formula one history yeah um Yeah, Adrian, I think, has been cooking in a massive cauldron. And when I look at that car, I am absolutely petrified that no one else is even gonna get a sniff.
2: Yeah, uh, it was very fascinating to hear Adrian Nui talk about 2021 and the crazy season that they had. And and they were actually saying that they were behind at the start of 2022, you know, they were late to development. and you thought, oh, that would you know, make it difficult for them. But they were still winning races. Of course, they did have a little bit of a struggle at the start. They uh, think they had a double DNF, didn't they, in the first race, and, um, which seems mad to think about now because it feels like they've been dominant for so long. But the way Red Bull have, you know, they won that year comfortably in the end. Max won, wrapped up the title with a few races to go. And that's when they didn't have a head start on the competition this year they have you know and and the fact that it is an evolution like like i said at the start of the, of the podcast you know even plebs like us can tell that you know we're normally here just going like Oh, the the is not, not changed but like you can tell that is a different car because my word the shoulders it's hench yeah it's got
1: some bulbous shoulders on them uh aggressive is the only way i can use to describe that car yeah, you yeah, look yeah. at it and you go wow that is mean yeah similar to i guess mercedes when they launched the no side pod concept and they were yeah that worked didn't it um so <laughs> so but, you're saying red bull gonna... <laughs> no no because adrian he's <laughs> at the helm so i'm sure i'm never going to go against what he's he's cooking up but it would notice be different, you know, you, you see that there isn't much air intake either. You're like, how the hell are they going to cool the car? I'm sure they will, I'm sure they figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it looks like a much quicker, meaner machine, uh, and one which I think you'd be very silly to, to bet against them to win the championship. Oh yeah, wait, I put Landon Norris to win the world title. Um, so maybe. Have I'm you changed about, your mind? <laughs> yeah, I might, I might backtrack on that, even though I didn't want to be boring. Um, next question, from Tom P1 Tommy. Red Bull painted their car, does this mean they have an advantage? as music starts now um we're going through all the motions here yeah. uh, today um i think there's an interesting point about the, the 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 painting of the car and this sort of stuff of course it is still very much red bull branded yeah but i think they get away with not painting as much of the car as perhaps it looks like when you when you show it on camera
2: yeah exactly like they've obviously got this very dark navy as their kind of base color uh, and I know obviously we've been fortunate that we were, you know, right at the front at the launch and we could able to see how it looked and uh, yeah I mean the, the front wing for example, the rear wing is all carbon but because it is like like this really dark navy you can't actually tell on track because it just looks like the navy almost looks black anyway so yeah uh, they've got an advantage from that side but they've still painted a lot of the car um, so they're obviously pretty confident it's going to be very quick.
1: They're very confident uh, and they're also confidently trying to get us to leave now um, because we've had to uh, re-record again. Um, so uh, finally, uh, our experience of the car launch, Tommy, it's been incredible. Wonderful. Um, uh, as I say at the, as I said at the top, I, I think it's exactly what a car launch should be. Of course, they are celebrating a massive thing as well, so we don't expect this every single year. But just to see this kind of room is just a, an amazing piece of history. They've got so many cool rooms now because I guess they've been winning a lot, so therefore they have a lot to show off. Uh, and Rebel's awesome.
2: spoiling you again. Monaco vegas car launch car launch ferrari, converted you to, yeah
1: you need to up your game otherwise <laughs> du, 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 du. Mags, <laughs> you know it's it's coming all right so ferrari let's let's get something maybe a little drive in the f2004 let's see you know let's see what happens just um, that yeah exactly just that not and too much to science sealed delivered tell me what are your final thoughts
2: final thoughts are yeah thanks red bull for an amazing day and not thank you to our microphones for not recording. Yeah, screw you
1: microphones. Uh, Thank you, Red Bull. Um, Hopefully you also enjoyed the little voiceover dub that I've done of the Sergio Perez interview because um, we still want to share with you what he actually said, even if uh, uh, apparently technology doesn't work. So um, we'll see you very soon. Lots of love and screw microphones. Bye. Bye. Make sure you follow us on all of our socials. We're Matt P1 Tommy on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch and Instagram. You can also sign up to our Patreon at the link in the episode notes for ad-free episodes, full video interviews and extra bonus episodes for as little as $5 a month. Finally, make sure you're following us on Spotify. See you soon.
3: P1
2: is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.